syndicate. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Red Sox podcast to be named later. This is the Syndicate's podcast dedicated solely to the Boston Red Sox and Major League Baseball. I'm Bill Travis. Thank you for joining us. Joining me once again, my two main cohorts on this podcast, Matt DeRosha. How you doing, Matt? Not doing too bad. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be here. We haven't been, we haven't gotten together in a while. I'm very, very excited. I wanted to introduce you as the Kaiwoom Heroes number one North American fan. I think that's safe to say. If you Matty Kaiwoom. If you follow Matt on Twitter, it's <laughs> it's Kaiwoom all the time. All day, baby. And what would a Red Sox podcast to be named later be without the great Blogino himself, Chris Henrik? Chris, how's it going? I'm good, guys. I'm good. Looking for, it's been what? A month? It's been a good month, right? Yeah, about a month. Yeah, if we don't Somebody, count the uh, above the parquet. Well, no, we don't count that right now. No, we can't no, count that right now because we're talking baseball. No. Yeah, for baseball, yeah, it's been a month. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to uh, to some uh, some riveting baseball talk right now. So, I'm ready to get started. Before we get into the baseball talk, just want to touch on some of the current events that are going on in the world right now. Uh, I made a statement on the. Flagship podcast of the syndicate last week about uh, not so much about the situation, but um, our take on it as far as the syndicate goes and really why we don't talk about it too much. But I just wanted to see if either one of you guys wanted to touch base with what's been going on for the past week or so in the world. Yeah, I wouldn't mind jumping in and just saying something real quick. And, you know, I'm not really going to say anything too different than what you said, Bill, on the flagship podcast, because I think you said it quite well. But I do want to say that just because we're deciding to talk about sports and give people some sort of escape and provide content that's entertaining and, you know, not so serious, doesn't mean we don't care, doesn't mean we don't have our opinions, doesn't mean that we don't want to see certain things happen. It's just that we decided that we're going to you know, provide an escape, provide some entertainment, and give you some sports content because as serious and as scary and maybe, you know, very depressing as the world seems sometimes, uh, well, you know, the syndicate's here to provide sports stuff. So I just want to say, like, it doesn't mean that we don't care. It doesn't mean that we don't have opinions, and it doesn't mean that we don't stand for things. It's just right time, right place, and I think that, you know, like you said, on the flagship podcast, Bill, we're going to do sports, and that's just what we do here. Well said, Matt. Well said. Chris, do you have anything to add? Yeah, just to, um, you know, obviously just want to piggyback on you guys really quick. You know, uh, you know, obviously the last two weeks in the, the country and you know, obviously the world has been it's been difficult and it's been tough for, for people. And, uh, you know, um, we're here to provide, again, an escape. You know, if it's if something that one of us writes or, you know, tweets about or there's a send a take or anything like that and it takes you two five minutes whatever it is out of your every day and everything obviously what's going on you know i think that that's that's a good thing you know and at the end of the day it's you know if we can be available to you in that way um you know i'm happy to be able to do that again it's not the, this forum is not about like political views or what we what we think about the whole thing it's we want to provide you entertainment and you know obviously what happened was was terrible and um you know, and just really for now, it's I just want 
talk about baseball and, and allow some people who are going to listen to this, uh, you know, a good hour plus to uh, just kind of get away from get away from all of what we're seeing on TV or seeing on social media. So um, no, that, that's really it. I don't want to kind of go into too many other details, but, you know, it's it's been a tough couple of weeks for people and uh, hopefully we can we can be an escape right now. Yeah, and certainly the issues that are going on right now are very important, far more important than sports. We know that. We realize that. We sympathize with everyone on this, but we're not experts on this. We have our opinions. You know, we, we have our feelings, but we think it's best just to keep it to sports. We're a sports podcast, and that's what we want to do. So let's talk some baseball, shall we? Oh, do it. Okay. So here we are. We are in just finishing up the first week in June. Can you believe that? It's already no, June. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Summer's almost gone. Yeah, we're not going to have a summer. <laughs> not a baseball summer anyway by the looks of it. No. So as it stands right now, the NBA has a plan. They know where they're going to so play. Jealous. They know when they're going to play. The NHL basically has a plan. They just don't know where they're going to play. The uh, – Bundesliga Soccer League is back. KBO is back. Right, Matt? Oh, yeah, baby. No <laughs> uh, heroes. The MLS is making plans to come back. Even the WNBA has plans to come back and play. I think it's a 22-game season. Baseball is not even close. They cannot come to an agreement. Actually, you know what? Baseball is actually going on right now. Well, let me let – me... Well, let me pre- clarify what I'm saying. Major League Baseball. Go. Major League yeah, Baseball right, is exactly. not close. Major League Baseball, there is a competition going on in Major League Baseball, but it has nothing to do with bats and balls and gloves. It has everything to do with ching 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 Cashola. It's all about the Benjamins. Yep. So as we stand right now, it, it looks like the Major League owners and the Players Union are just at loggerheads. They are so far apart. And it doesn't seem like there's even any active negotiation going on. They throw offers back and forth at each other, which are so far apart, it's laughable at this point. Mm-hmm. And the, the latest one came out just recently, and I te- I texted to both of you guys, they've got to be effing kidding me on, on this right. proposal with the owners offering for 48 games. So I, I am just so disheartened by this, and it's just it really hurts me to see with, with – the trouble that baseball has had the last few years, and it just seems like nobody nobody that's involved with the game actually wants to correct any of these problems. If anything, it seems like they're ready to tank the whole season. So, guys, what's your take on this? Do, do you think there's any hope? You know, I've you got, if you guys listen to the syndicate, you know I'm positive. You know, I always try to look for optimism, and I look for silver linings, and I look to make the best out of the worst situation. But even me, I've hit the most pessimistic point that I've hit when it comes to these two sides agreeing on a deal. And from what I've read on social media and from what I've read on ESPN and, you know, platforms that are very similar to that, it's just pessimism everywhere. No one thinks that these guys, these two sides, will have some sort of agreement some sort of common ground. It seems to be the ultimate form of tug of war where one guy has to lose and the other guy has to win. They can't meet in the middle. And it's just, I don't know. It just, as it, as it goes on and as report comes out and as, like you said, Bill, every 
deal. Every proposal is so one-sided. It's so obvious that the other side will deny it and and reject it that it's just like, oh, it makes me want to break down a little bit. It makes me very sad. And you got, like I said, I'm optimistic. If I'm going to cry about it, (laughs) don't do this to me, guys. Just don't do it to me. Yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not positive about this. I'm not. I'm pretty pessimistic. I gotta tell you, if uh, if we don't get baseball this season, then uh, I mean, Rob Manford needs to lose his job. I agree. Uh, this, Completely agree. This, this guy, he he's just. Well, think about a couple. Do you think it's him? I mean, the owners are the ones driving the bus here. He's just the mouthpiece of the owners. He's supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the guy that does what's best for the MLB. And this is the exact opposite of what's best for the MLB in the short term and the long term. Yeah, but if the owners don't want to play games and lose a ton of money, he can't mandate them to do that. No, no, he can't mandate them to do anything. But if, I mean, you guys are both in in positions with a little bit of leadership, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So if you guys had some sort of turmoil between people underneath you, you guys would know how to help out both sides and kind of intervene and make it happen. It's not that he can make either side do anything, but the fact that he is basically driving a ship straight into an iceberg, you get, like like you, I just you can't be the captain of that ship as whether it's directly his fault or not. He's at the head of all this. And the captain goes down with his ship. Right, and he will. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, to me, you have the commissioner of baseball. We talked. We just talked for a couple seconds about leadership. How do you let another league? How do you let the NBA? Hell, how do you let the NHL? How does both of those leagues put something out there before you do? How do you let those two leagues get plans together and announce it? Like you should be at the forefront as a commissioner of wanting to get your sport back out there. It, it like it, to me, it just, it, 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 I don't care what he says. It just, it really feels like if they play, they play, they don't, they don't like if they wanted to play 700 different proposals, wouldn't come out every week. I, I just, I, I don't understand. How is it that the NBA to an extent now, but the NBA and the NHL can, can come together, but yet baseball can't. And it's, and it's always like this with baseball. And it's not just Manfred, though, in that respect. It's been this way for 20, 30, 40 years. Well, you know, you say 700 proposals coming out every week. I wish there were. It seems like we right. only get one a week from one of the sides. And then it takes a week for a counteroffer. Right now, the the one that the uh, Players Association came out with right after we recorded the last podcast, when I said it looked like there was no movement at all, they came out with basically a 114-game schedule. That would start in June 30th with expanded playoffs and players getting prorated salaries. So, in other words, if you play 114 games, you get paid 114 out of 162, which right. to them is fair. The yeah. owners counter with a 48-game proposal. It's, laugh- it's, just, it's laughable. I mean, that is so far apart. You know what's funny too? This is this is this is what I actually I don't know if it's a coincidence or if there's something behind it, but if I think it's hilarious that 80, the 82 game schedule was not floated by either side, but it was almost like a general talking point from sports media, and 
the players association went 30 games over. So then the owner's rebuttal was essentially a 30 game under. It's almost like that. It's, it's almost, I mean, it's not almost, it's downright disgusting how both sides are just lobbing missiles at one another with zero, zero chance of just wanting to meet in the middle. They just want to destroy the other side. Yeah, no, both, both of these sides, if you want to, like, do a, a stupid baseball pun, both of these sides are missing the strike zone, concer- like, terribly. Yeah, just they, a bit outside. They, they, yeah, like, it seems like, you know, the, this last proposal, it was just like, you know, you tried to go up and in on these players, and, and like, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. And, and again, like, I'm not 100% blaming Manfred, but I... I he to me needs to take a you know a big part of an accountability to this you know it, it's not just even just the way he's handled this like think about how he handled the Red Sox scandal and, and announcing that like for the penalty that they got how long did that take to announce it just it just really it just it feels like this guy is like just disconnected like can and and maybe maybe this is just I'm, I'm being frustrated with what's going on but what has he actually done to make the sport better. I don't know, just demolish the draft. I don't know, no baseball in 2020? This guy's killing it right now. He added a wild card in each league. Yeah. So well, he had the yeah, playing game. I guess, I guess a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. Yeah, I guess so. You know, it just – and again, he's not the only one. To, I, I, all sides. I mean, the the, the 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 commissioner, the players, and and the owners. Everybody has a part of this, this pie here. You know, yeah. but I, in my opinion, he – like, I don't know. This dude is just—he sucks. Same. Well, I mean, even I'll use just a baseball kind of analogy here. When a team was built to win now, find themselves in July with a bad record, ownership will let go of the manager, and they let go of that manager for one of two reasons: either one, he's a bad manager and they want to replace him, or two, they—he's kind of like the fall guy. He's the guy that takes the blame because you can't fire everyone. And I think Manfred falls right in that category. He's led such a, a, a S show, a crap show, that either he doesn't know how to do his job or you can't fire MLB, so you got to let go of the main guy, and that would be the commissioner. Uh, yeah. There's one other thing you do if uh, you're not performing well in July when you were expected to, and that's to jettison some of your higher-priced players. That's true. And, I, and I'm wondering so if, if that's factoring in. You know, you do that not only to get prospects but to save some money. And I and I think, like you said, Matt, that's that's the whole crux of this of this whole situation. Is it comes down to money. And when you look at each proposal from from each side, and you look behind the numbers into where they actually make their money. The owners are going to make their money with the network TV package, which Mm -hmm. is loaded for the playoffs. During the regular season, they're going to lose money, especially with no fans in the stands, which accounts for anywhere between 40 to 50% of their revenue is from fans in the stands, ticket prices, concessions, parking, all that stuff. They're going to lose all that money if there are no fans in the stands. They'll, they will get some money from their local TV deals, but they're still projecting to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of league-wide $700,000 per game without right. fans in the stands. 
So the regular season is a huge money loss for them, for the owners. The players, conversely, they make all their money during the regular season. They don't get paid in the playoffs. Yeah, they just get bonuses. They, they'll, and the bonuses are tied to gate receipts. Right. So you can see where each one is. That's why the players want to play 114 games, because they're going to get 114 game checks. The owners want to cut the number of regular season games to limit the total amount of money that they're going to lose this year. And they are going to lose. If there are no fans in the stands, they are going to lose money. But what they both, all sides, you know, MLB leadership, owners, and players all seem to miss is the nation has lost because of the pandemic. The economy has hurt. Multiple thousands of businesses are hurt. Like, why should they be any different? They could lose, you know, and it's not that they're going to lose money. They're not going to go into the red and have to sell their teams. They would just not make as much money as they did in 2019. Well, as far as the business of baseball, they will lose money. I mean, these guys, the owners of the teams, it's not their only business. So, no, no, they, they'll lose they'll lose off of their profits in terms of no gate, like you mentioned, and, and so on and so forth. But they're still going to get some TV money. And not only that, the rapport, sometimes, you know, the value you gain is not monetary. The value they would have gained by being first and being, you know, I hate to use this term because it's kind of blown out nowadays, but like patriotic in a way. Being the, the you know the league that came back. Imagine if baseball was going to be back on Fourth of July. Well, just look at what it meant when baseball came back after 9/11. Exactly. That is exactly. that is the prime example of what it could do for this country. It could just do right, exactly, and they're just missing on all ends. Absolutely, like you said, like you said, Chris, just not hitting the strike zone. Like they're swinging and missing. It's just. I cannot believe, I can't fathom that these rich, you know, I have to imagine they're smart to get with the success that they've had, are just so bad at this. And you know, another thing about Rob Manfred and why he maybe should get even more dinged in terms of this whole thing, uh, it, I, I have to imagine it came from his office, but the the, the lack of, of foresight, the lack of preparation – when they made that handshake agreement with the players about prorated and it went through the office, it, he, he must have told the owners that they would be play, would be people in the stands. He compl- their naivete is that a word naivete? Yes, it is. It is now. Yep, no, their it naivete, always was. <laughs> right, there it is. Bam, boom. Put it up. Chuck one up for Matty D. The naivete of Ron Manfred and his team to let the owners know, like to not prepare them for the worst. Because that is where it comes down to is they had a handshake agreement on prorated salaries thinking they'd have a gate, and they don't. So it's just such bad preparation on all ends. I can't believe this. I cannot agree with you more. You you think about this, right? So a couple of months ago, these guys, both sides meet. Did they – like did you really think that there was going to be fans being allowed – to go into stadiums to watch your games like government was shutting down all over the country Mm -hmm. all over the country why why were there not multiple contingency plans discussed between both sides you're a 10 billion with a b dollar industry 
Chris, hold on. You gotta say it like this so people understand. Ba 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 billion. Like you are a ten ba 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 billion Nailed dollar it. industry. I think he missed a couple of buzz. <laughs> and, and, but but yet you don't have a contingency. Like like I, I, I like did you did you think that in like I don't know June that where all of these government like all over the country like they were gonna let people in like. How blind are you to this? Like, it just—they just seem so ill-prepared. They just, like, it just, you read these proposals, you read the dialogue. It's just these guys. Like, it's—it's it's a bunch of like old men sitting on their money with a bunch of young guys who want money as well, but they also want to play. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got a bunch of old guys sitting on their money that don't want to play. You have owners that have said they, they'd rather not play this year. Yep. Well, tell us how you really feel. On the eve of you know what is going to be eventual work stoppage, whether it's because of Corona or the, the collective bargaining agreement that's going to come to an end. It, it's just, it is like, this is why I've been saying like the owners should not get a pass, but there are so many, there are so many fans who just, they, they, they cannot, Oh Jesus. <laughs> sorry. I tried something. There are so many owners, uh, I'm sorry, fans that they don't see that. And all they see is a player and a dollar sign attached to them. And they make their assumption that way versus trying to look at all sides of the argument. And I and I also understand it's a business. These guys have to make money to sustain the business. I understand that. But like it just they just it, everything just feels like they're just so ill prepared. There's no forward thinking. It's reactionary. Like it's so disappointing for a sport that so desperately just needs a change and some positivity for it. Baseball has been negative for how long now? You, you, if even if you just go quickly till this last off season with the Astros, you have the Astros piece. You have potential championships that are tainted. Then you get the Red Sox on top of it. That, you know, like it's it is beyond beyond frustrating that it just it feels like that there's just a bunch of people that just have no idea what they're doing. And you know and. It's funny too, like you, you talk about those the bunch of people have no idea what they're doing. It also feels like if you have ten guys, whether it's players, owners, agents, commissioner, office people, if you put ten of those guys in a room, it seems like all of them hate the sport of baseball. That's just like the, the, the vibe I get. It's the players immediately went to money, the owners then went to like it just no one cared about the game. No one's cared about MLB. It's just everyone's willing to let – everyone's willing to see the sport die before they lose X amount of dollars. I don't know if it's that nobody cares about the game. I think the bigger problem is the two sides just don't trust each other. The players have asked – let they've asked the owners, let us see your books. Show us that you're losing money, and the owners won't do it. Why? Well, so why won't so they open so here, up their books to let the players see where the money's going? It's a great point. Here, here's a good comp right now, though. So, the Atlanta Braves are one of the few teams in sports out of out of all professional teams that you can actually see their revenue intake because they're owned by Liberty Media Group, which is a which is a publicly traded company. So, the Braves' revenue last year totals 476 million dollars. That was up 8% over 2018. 
Now, their revenue included ballpark operations, ticket sales, concessions, corporate sales, retail suites, premium seat fees, and the postseason. And now, Bill, earlier, you had mentioned about the, the postseason and, and, that, and that money deal. So the postseason media deal values at a potential $787 million, which is the biggest like piece of the pie for league revenue for 2020. So you take into account the Braves made $438 million just off of all of those little pieces. Then you add in local local broadcast rights, then you get the national broadcast rights, throw in some licensing and some other uh, revenue stream, uh, streams. Then you go in and now you take a look at some depreciation from the business and some accounting, you know, you know, stuff. But they had a they had a um, they basically had a fifty four million dollar profit, but the team itself lost thirty two million dollars in operating costs. At the end of the day, they're still making money. These teams are still making money. Money is still there. They're they're not gonna go under because of one season. And I'm not saying you gotta pay these dudes their full salary. You agreed to do half of the money, 50-50, right down the middle. Whatever that means to you, you agreed to do that. So shame on you for well, not no, they having. Didn't, they didn't agree to do fifty fifty. They it was the pro it was prorated. Prorated. Oh, so the, the owners wanted to do fifty fifty. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, shame on these owners for not having these backup plans that should have been built into the language and built into these conversations to avoid all this. You know, like it, this, this is nuts. You know what, too, Chris? I, could, I, you know, I agree with what you're saying. It, you're making so many good points, and the owners, they continue, in my opinion, they continue to show how vindictive they could be. And it, it was never more clear to me than this uh, when they when they offered players that uh, kind of like staggered uh, proposal. I don't know how to ex- exactly. Uh, you know, articulate what the, the that proposal where Trout was only going to make seven percent, and then you guys you know what I'm talking about, right? That yeah, you know, it's I'm, like I'm, a sliding scale where the lower scale. the lower play, yeah, so, paid players got a higher percentage of their salary, the higher paid players got a lower percentage of their salary. Exactly that sliding scale. It's a perfect way to say it. And I knew, and it was so vindictive in in such an evil genius way, because you know the players like Blake Snell and. Bryce Harper and Nolan Arenado, when they came out and talked about getting theirs and talked about the money, they also were very adamant about, you know, it's not just about me too. It's about the the, the little guy. It's about the guy not making millions. It's about the guy who's just starting in the league. So the owners went, oh, is it about the little guy? Well, then you should take this proposal. And it's just like, oh, it's the venom coming from both ends. Is just ugh, it's so gross. You know what I mean? Like they they wanted they you know the rich. I hate saying like this, but it's not about this. But you know, Nolan Arenado, Bryce Harper, they're they're well paid, and they made it known that they were also sticking up for the guy who wasn't making thirty million dollars this year. So the owners attacked that. They attacked that little bit, and they just like, oh well, then you should take this. You should take it then. The little well, guy's I mean, gonna get all his money. It was I mean, disgusting. At the end of the day, the owners are the ones that are offering these contracts, you know, and players know what their value and what their brand is worth. The owners don't have to pay the, the owners don't have to pay these salaries anymore. So if you don't want to pay these salaries anymore, stop offering 
the Mike Trouts of the world, four hundred plus million dollars. Yeah, but don't give Mookie. But they've also been the same owners who have basically shut players out in free agency. Remember two years ago, how long it took for mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez and some of these other guys to sign. And even last yeah. uh, was it last year with Dallas Keuchel went into the mm-hmm. season without a contract. Him and Kimbrough. And, and the the mid range players, those are the ones who were getting squeezed out big time. You know, the higher-paid players still got theirs, but it's those mid-range guys that you could replace with a prospect at a tenth of the price. Those were the guys that found themselves out of baseball. So the owners have been doing that to a certain extent, and I think that's caused a lot of the problems with the Players Association. Yeah. Right, but is it, that they haven't opened up it, their, their pocketbooks and their wallets and paid the players. But then again, but then again, you don't have to pay Mike Trout $35 million a year. You know, a guy like Dallas Keuchel, who is going to be a serviceable starting pitcher on any – team that is going to contend for a world series title you know he is based off of comps and everything else is, is an 18 to 20 million dollar a year pitcher well maybe i'll actually lower that scale a little bit well maybe he's about we'll call it 15 to 18 million but like if if you want a player like that you know what build your team differently you don't need to pay these players 35 plus million dollars a year i mean the angels right now are, are a poster child for this granted mike trout's the best player in the game Four hundred plus million dollars, and he sells tickets. Anthony Rendon. He sells tickets, though. That's the thing. You pay a guy like mm-hmm. that to sell tickets to get people in the seats. People aren't gonna, people aren't gonna go out and buy tickets to watch Dallas Keuchel pitch. They're, they're no, gonna pay the money to day. watch, to watch Mike Trout play baseball. And then, but you know what? But then, as a fan, I'm gonna say, okay, you're gonna pay, you're gonna pay Trout that money so I can go watch him play. But guess what? Angels haven't won a World Series what since 2002. When the last time they won anything? They don't win anything. You're paying Anthony. You, you just signed Anthony Rendon. You didn't need a third baseman. You gave him what, three hundred plus million dollars? Mm-hmm. You, you threw all that money down the pools. Like, at some point, at some point, maybe the whole economics of how the game is and how these players should be paid might need to change. Yeah, they're 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 bringing in billions of dollars, and that money needs to go back to the players because they're also allowing the sport to bring in billions of dollars. But again, to your point, guys shouldn't be squeezed out because they are serviceable major league baseball players. Dallas right. Keuchel makes Dallas Keuchel makes any team who is going that wants to be competitive for October better. Well, you know what? These owners are not going to have to pay anybody because baseball is about to tank if they don't play this year. And, and you know what? And they're perfectly – three teams right now don't want to play. I'd love to know what those three teams are. I have my opinion. I think it's the Rays. I think it's probably the Pirates. I mean the Royals just got purchased for a billion dollars, and that blows my mind. The Royals got paid for a billion dollars. You're buying TV rights. If you buy a major league franchise right now, you're buying TV of rights. Of course. Of course. Most of them own the TV stations that broadcast right, their games. Right, exactly. Like the Red Sox own yeah, Nets. The Red Sox. Yankees own the Yes Network. You know, just about all of them own their own networks, which is another revenue stream that they're not taking into account. Whatever these stations make, because they do make money, even if they're showing fishing programs late at night, Mm -hmm. they're still making some money Mm -hmm. off of that. Uh, The Mad Fisherman. He's all over Nesson right now. He has to be the only thing on Nesson right now. (laughs) Guess who's not watching Nesson? No, I'm not watching Nesson because the KBO ain't on Nesson. No, it's just – I – it just – it's so gross. Do you guys do you guys agree? It just it, baseball is my favorite sport. It's ingrained in me. It's my it's like part of my family's DNA. I love baseball, and this is just 
so, 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 so terrible to see that, you know, money and all this stuff is just going to come before saving the sport because let's, let's face it. It's, it's hockey right now. It's tied with hockey in terms of its popularity. It's in, uh, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I, I would, I would still think that baseball's got a better popularity. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I mean, most people like most people don't even know who the stars of the of of baseball are anymore. I would say the same about hockey. I don't want to go ahead and, and like you know, this is this is a topic of conversation on ninety five the Sports Hub. Felger and Maz were talking about the same thing, and they would basically talk about how um, the NHL is is like a regional sport, you know. And then they and then Felger did an exercise where he started naming players and you know both murray and maz had to go ahead and say what sport or what team they were from and you know he was naming guys from the columbus blue jackets and they weren't able to say it i mean like that's kind of a problem like you should be able to kind of identify some players from other teams outside your market they did it for baseball too though they did not know they did not know who the best players in baseball right now are and maz does a baseball show and I don't think this. I don't think that they're out of line. I think that they're the common guy. Now, if they had me on the show, that would have been a terrible segment because I would have got oh, literally I mean, every play I was, right I and was every picture right. They were doing, I was. I was nailing. I was like, oh, that Blue Jackets. Like I was. I was nailing that stuff. But like, I you know, obviously the NFL. I mean that that thing just prints money. The NBA, same thing. Like the NBA just connects on so many different levels. But they also they connect in so many different levels because of the product, how they present the product, how they present on social media, and they have marketable stars. And the, and major league and they have a juggernaut right. like ESPN pumping them left and right. They oh, do. You can't watch ESPN they for do. more than five minutes without seeing something on the NBA. In fact, I watched a little bit this morning, and they did like two minutes on the baseball situation, and then I said to my wife, "They're gonna go right back to the NBA now," and boom, right back to the NBA. They spent two right. minutes on baseball, back to the NBA. Major League Baseball has Mike Trout, which is their – like, he's the face of baseball. But he's like – No one knows who Mike Trout from is. From a personality standpoint, like, yeah, he's just – it's like he's not a marketable guy. But that's when not should, his job. They should do that for him. They need I to do have, stuff yeah, for him. But the, the, the thing – that's what sucks. That's just – it's just – that's what – Think I love baseball. The, think about the NBA. Sucks. Like, like they had Jordan. They've had, they have LeBron, and then beside LeBron, they have so many other superstars that they've built from from just from that marketing standpoint. I mean, in baseball, who are the top five players that can be marketed? And the fact that we just paused for three seconds without even quickly saying something is a problem. Yeah. Well, no, you Major could League, get, you could go out with five. You could put up together five. It's just Major, Major League Baseball has a problem with with getting its sport connected with young people. Right. You know, like we we were talking about back in spring training when, which feels like years ago, but back in spring training when they had the players mic'd up, that was like the most like radical thing they've done in a long time. No, and that was great, and that brought out the personality of the players. Which is something you just don't see. We right. knocked the we knocked the XFL and we you know we, but yet like, the XFL was micing up coaches. They they got people on the sidelines, but they were trying to be different, trying to be a little more innovative. 
They were trying to do something that other other sports weren't doing. But you have the baseball purists that, God forbid, we try to step outside the box a little bit with baseball. Well, baseball does the exact opposite. If the catcher goes out to talk to the pitcher, the pitcher puts his glove over his mouth so you can't even read his lips. Never mind right. hearing what he's saying. Right. Because yeah. everyone cares that he's going to be, uh, I'm going to throw a strike. Yeah. You have you have you have this you have this young you have that young market out there. You have so many young kids who are glued to their phones. They are glued to their iPads. They're glued to their MacBooks. They their 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 faces buried into electronics 24/7. You should be pumping a marketing program so aggressive that rivals the NBA. But I hate to, the NBA. Good. But I hate to say it. The younger kids don't want to watch baseball because it's boring to them. I mean, if you put on if, oh, you, I could go. if you put on a random game in the middle, you know, Pittsburgh and and Kansas City interleague game, and you're watching that, and and it's just you know it takes twenty minute twenty minutes for a pitcher to throw a pitch, and the batter stepping out of the box, that doesn't hold the kids' attention anymore. Yeah. No, it doesn't. The NBA is it all doesn't. glitz and glamour and dunks and guys running up and it's down the exactly, court, and, but and, baseball and I, and I was, is. I was just about to say that. You could put together a 30-second little clip with all the with the dunks and all this other stuff. Baseball, all they have is they have the home run. That's it. No, you have you they have great catches. That great that defensive is, plays. That in, well, okay. You get that comment right there, though, Chris. Stuff. Chris, that comment you just mentioned is yep. why baseball and the people in baseball suck at promoting their sport. They allowed baseball to become a three true outcome sport: strikeout, walk, home run. Boring. The NBA has had the exact same revolution. It's a three-point shooting contest, but they know how to market it, so people care about it. But yeah. baseball, you, I, I could go on a rant about analytics, right? Because no baseball has allowed me to see the light. Ba- analytics has gone too far. Swing it to the fences every time is not the way to go. You need to see balls in play because you know what's awesome? Derek Jeter getting a ball backhanded in the hole, jump throw. That looks cool. That's awesome. You know what's not cool? Five foul balls to see a foul, to eventually see a fly ball to the warning track. Boring. How, how about a hard line drive to right field, and the second baseman is playing deep and picks it up on one hop and throws the runner out. That's, that's the great. problem with you know analytics, what? and that's why you know they're what? trying to hit home runs is because of the shift. Exactly. Because of the, the exactly. Shit, right. Joe Maddox. You know how you defeat a shift? You bunt the other way and just keep bunting the other keep way. Honest. And you know what else? You know what else? I realized that I, I, I this is what the KBO helped me realize. And I could go down a deep rabbit hole about how great the KBO is. You know I have what a else? I we're going to get there. And I I did not I did not know this until recently. How great a bunt is. Playing baseball, I hated bunts. Watching baseball, I thought I hated bunts. But a bunt, you know how much. You know how many things have to come together for a bunt to be successful? The pitcher has to throw a strike. The batter has to square away and put it down. The fielder has to come get it and throw and make a decision to throw to second, throw to third, throw to first. There's so much action in a bunt, and you don't see that anymore. I got to tell you, I got to tell you something that we need sports because right now, like, the anatomy of a bunt has got you so fired up right now. Like. But it's true, though. It's just true. It's just baseball has lost its baseballness. Is baseballness? You know, I was right. Look, one, I was right the first time with naivete. I'm probably not right. With I think it's, I think, but I'm going to use. I think it. it's baseballosity. 
Baseball Austin. Baseball has lost its baseball Austin because I think that's going to be the name the of this educate, episode. Baseball opposite. Baseball. <laughs> you know what? It's just it's just instead of making it such a sport of a home, it's a home run derby. But like double plays are badass. Diving catches are awesome. Like there's so much to baseball that is great that is just lost now in today's game, and it's just further driving you know, the boredom in terms of watching it. And this is, you know, we've kind of gone off the rails in terms of the players and owners and their negotiations, but now but it's no, but this, but baseball, no, but, but this but all matters. But it, but it all ties in that. It, it all exactly. goes under the same thing. You know, it's, it's pretty incredible that, you know, for example, like Barstool Sports and Section 10 and Starting 9 do more for the sport of baseball than baseball does for its own sport. For its own sport. Like, though, like they give you player interviews. They get real with the player. These players are comfortable. They want to talk to these guys. Like, that's baseball doesn't have that that cachet within within its own players. Their own players don't want to do this for their for their own company. The, the, that they the umbrella of under for Major League Baseball. They don't want to do that. But they'll do it for starting nine. They'll do it for section ten because it's hip, it's fresh, and it's relatability. That's the biggest thing that I that I constantly talk about. If it, when you when you're writing content, you're doing podcasts. The number one thing that you need to have is the relatability to the person who's going to watch and or listen or read. And that's for me, I think is is the number one thing that's premium and how you're going to be successful. And right you, now, Major League Baseball relax the relatability to the fan that's going to watch. And, you know why they can't do that they, though? It's because their commissioner and the people that work with him, I don't believe they love baseball. They Rob Manford probably watches little to no baseball in my opinion because he he hates it i i i and you know what else i've also realized uh, again i'm going off the rails and i don't care is that people like us the red sox podcast we named later crew we watch more baseball than 99 percent of people on planet earth because no one can just talk about baseball like even well, we t- we this came up, you know, a few minutes ago talking about Felger Maz, how they could not name players. Uh, they have a national radio, like their radio broadcast goes out across the nation, and they don't know about baseball. It doesn't fit, but it, that doesn't fit their agenda. No, well, it, actually, I'm sorry, it did. It did, actually it did. No, it then, fit their agenda, them, but they also like, weren't yeah. faking it. I don't believe they were faking it. I believe they didn't know. And that's because Rob Manfred, the commissioner, has failed the league. Yeah, like, you know, I, th- I think about different things with baseball. Like, you want to get people excited again. When's the last time that you had an all-star game in, an, in like, an iconic ballpark? Fenway hasn't had an all-star game since 1999. Mm-hmm. That, like, that's a travesty. Like, Fenway Park is the most beloved ballpark in all of baseball. Hasn't had an all-star game. When's the last time that Wrigley Field had an all-star game? L.A. was going to have it this year. But when's the last time that, that, that an iconic ballpark, a ballpark that was that, that has a history, that has that, like, you may be a casual fan and you may or may not watch the All-Star game. I think there would be some people that would watch a Fenway Park All-Star game in the next two or three years because it's Fenway Park. And they want to see the majesty of the ballpark. They want to see the green monster. They want to relive all that again. How cool would it be to have your stars trying to not hit it over the monster? Like, why, like, why, why are we not doing that? Why do we continuously pump these all-star games into these brand new, 
beautiful ballparks. I understand it. And you spend billions of dollars to build them and their teams suck. They don't do anything. You want to make the all-star game important? Start, start thinking outside the box for it a little bit. That's a way to, to captivate the fan. That's a way to get, get young kids involved again. The home run derby is probably one of the better things that they have. It just, it, it just astonishes me. Like there's just, we talk about, there's not a young fan. There needs to be more young, hip, impressionable people selling the game. You know, you talk about and major league. You talk about the All Star Game being important. I think the All Star Game stopped being important when you started with interleague play, because before that, it was I, yeah. it was just so cool to see the the players that you don't normally see compete against each other, going up against each other. You know, the National League stars against the American League stars. You get that all the time mm-hmm. now with interleague play. There's an interleague series all the time. So there's not there's, every single there's week. nothing that special about an All Star Game. At least not and, what it and, used and to baseball, be. And you got baseball trying to tell us that the Red Sox and Braves need to make a, a international league rivalry. Come on, don't force that. Like, like don't do yeah, that. Yeah, for something that goes back, what, 60 years, 70 years when the Braves played no one, in Boston? Yeah, no one, yeah that's, what the, that's what baseball does, though. They live in the past. They don't. No one cares about that. No one cares. Like, it's just, you know, it, baseball – needs to get a small little control group together with just with with fans with with with, with me with just <laughs> put, they just put me just in that young room. minds just just young minds just different perspective and i get it i, I get the, the there's the, the machine and the money behind it and i, I understand you're a ten, like what they say they're like what a 10 billion dollar industry their revenue was almost their revenue last year was almost double the nba's just think just think that in in the next five years, if, if they just if they had the right marketing program around Mookie Betts, around Mike Trout, around I mean I, I would say these Astros players, but like because they have good players, but you can't do that right now because you know they're trying to rebuild their uh, off of uh, you know in the, the the barrel. But like how about like how about Bellinger in L.A.? Like, well, it's a it's a problem when you've got these guys playing in L.A. because. The majority of their games come after half the country's already gone to bed. Right. That's that's the tough part. I mean, and that's why I think, I, as much as I hate to say this, the Yankees have to matter, the Mets have to matter. In I, those I big markets, I, I, they have to generate the interest, and they've got to have the stars to to spark the interest. Like you say, with those marquee teams and those marquee stadiums, that's what you need is something needs, like that. Baseball needs the Red Sox and Yankees to hate each other again. Like, they need that. You know, like, the baseball needs that. Baseball needs the, the Angels and the Dodgers to be relevant and to be good so they can battle out in the West Coast. Of who's the premier team of L.A.? The, the Major League Baseball needs the Mets to get out from its own way, get an owner, whether it's A-Rod, which would be phenomenal for the game, a-Rod owning the New York Mets would be phenomenal for baseball because it's a baseball guy that loves the sport. Set aside his all of the his background. Dude loves the sport, is a smart businessman, and I guarantee you the New York Mets would be relevant within three to five years. Well, the rumor There's was no that they were, partner, they were partnering up with Robert Kraft also. And that would pay me, pay me for Kraft owning a New York team, but it makes sense. Now you're getting, you're getting in guys – and you're getting in people who understand not only business, but what it takes to build a winner. 
Who doesn't know about building one or more than Robert Kraft? Uh, look at what he's done in the last 20 years with, with Brady and Belichick. Right, but all these teams can be relevant. And if fans, the young fans, they need to be educated on what makes baseball. What was the word again? Baseballosity. Baseball the baseballosity. Like, fans nowadays, like the young fans, just all they care about is, like, bat flips because all they see is home runs. But then if market they could, that. They market, market backwards, but they also they should also market a backdoor slider. You know how cool a backdoor slider is? It's you very cool. You can market that. You, you, you can. You can, you, can, you can market what baseball has. Baseball has some, like, chess aspect of it that no other sport has. There's so much to baseball that they can market, and they don't because they would rather take the easy route and they believe home runs equals fans. It doesn't anymore because it, they, 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 when in 1998, was that 98 with the home run battle? Was that 98? Yeah. Either way, those, the Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, back and forth that we'll see on ESPN soon, that was great because baseball didn't lose its base underneath it. It had home runs on top of what made baseball great. But now baseball has sold its soul for home runs. There's nothing to baseball other than home runs. Matt, you made a great point with the, with the chess part of baseball. Baseball is very strategic, and you mentioned it before about the bunt with the, the, runner, the fielder having to decide whether he wants to throw to first or whether he wants to throw to second. These are things that you have to know the game to fully appreciate. Right. You know, sometimes – how many times have we said we see a guy take an outside pitch and flip it to the opposite field and you say, oh, that's a nice piece of hitting. On the surface, right. you may look at that and say, oh, okay, yeah, he hit the ball the other way, didn't hit it real hard, didn't hit a home run. But but when you know the game and understand the game, hitting behind the runner, things like that, the hit um, the hit and run, those, those type of plays, mm -hmm. when you really understand the game. And I don't think the younger generation does because I don't think a lot of the kids are playing the game. At least not as much as when I was younger, or when even when you guys were younger. No. Uh, or, or, no just, not, or just or just go to the park and play with your friends. Never mind an organized league. Just go play sandlot ball. But right. but and you don't have year, kids doing year, that anymore. It's gonna make it harder. No, you don't. But you could still. I feel like they could still advertise and educate through marketing more than just a home run. I mean, I just feel like show highlights in your your TV packages. A diving play is, you know, if you were to ask, let's say we just let, let's do Family Feud and we polled a hundred people, what's more exciting, a diving catch in football or a diving play in baseball? They would, it would be a hundred people would say a diving catch in football, but it's the same action, it's the same stuff, it's the same excitement, like. I just feel like baseball has so much to offer fans and they just advertise the surface home runs and the throwing 98. And it's just baseball has so many more fundamental issues other than, you know, the negotiations going on now, but it's, I don't know, maybe I'm just a baseball purist, but I just feel like if you've got baseball purists to advertise and promote the sport, you could grow the sport. They do it in other countries. In Korea, I'm sorry, I'll go back to South Korea. They love baseball. They have, you know, other sports are growing, but they love baseball because they sell the baseball. They excel the baseball-osity. You got it. What was that? 
They they sell that. And then, you know, the Latin American countries, they sell baseball. So baseball is popular outside of the United States. And it can it was popular here, not just because of home runs. It was because you had baseball players being good at baseball. And baseball players, I'm sorry, are not as good at baseball as they used to be. But that's because they're just but not. the kids in those countries are playing the game. The the kids right, in this country are that not here. that's that's right, and that's where I mean, baseball has invested. It. They have the RBI program, uh, you know, for investing in baseball in the inner cities. Baseball needs to do more of that. They need to get these younger kids playing. Right, and you could get kids playing, but also like when you show Sunday night baseball previews, don't just show two measly seconds of home runs from either side. Show like. The, the the throw from right field when he guns down someone at second show more of it like kids and everyone like I love baseball from a kid's age because I saw it just like I felt like you could see things and you could get educated just by watching commercials and they used to have like um I, I don't know the name of it but like on ABC they would have like instructions where they would talk to certain players and they would break down certain things like baseball has so much to offer in terms of excitement and they've just decided to go this the easy and boring route about home runs and throwing 98. And you know what? Throwing 98 is great. Hitting home runs is great. But there's so much more they could advertise to get kids to want to play. Because you can drive down numerous ballparks across America and kids are not playing baseball for fun. When I was young, we would play tennis ball, wiffle ball, the home run derby. And now they don't. It's just because. They just show – like they don't get kids excited, and I just think they can get them excited. And if they are playing it, they're doing it on a video game. Exactly. I play. I mean I do play a lot of that video game. <laughs> you, you mentioned Same. baseball is going to be like the NHL. I don't, I don't think they're quite there yet, but I did have that thought myself not too long ago is I'm afraid baseball is going to become a niche sport like the NHL. It's going to have mm-hmm. that loyal fandom that loves the sport, but it, it – uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to have the national prominence that it once had. I mean, it's already lost that luster. The NFL's taken it over. The NBA's blown past it. I- I'm just afraid it's going to drop down into that lower tier sport, and and that's really a shame. No, I agree. I agree with you, and I think it's going to fall below that because the way baseball is played now, and the way hockey's played now, if you were just a blank slate, no biased person who just watched both sports you're gonna go hockey you're gonna go hockey so because of that i think baseball has a real real chance of falling to fourth out of the power four and 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 not playing in 2020 i almost feel like is the last nail on the coffin which let me ask you guys this no baseball in 2020 results to catastrophic you know there's catastrophic results that resonate for multiple years do you think this could help baseball long term no but i think it, I, I mean i do think it'll come back in general uh, it'll take some time I, I don't think it kills the sport um i think in a way major league baseball is going to you know use the coronavirus as the reason why they weren't be able to come to an agreement when we all know that this this train was going down the tracks hard to where we're going to be at now. We're just seeing it a year earlier with the, from a collective bargaining standpoint. I, I, I think that the sport can come back. I, I just think that it needs to find its way, but differently. 
I, I would use this as a fresh start. If it was up to me, I would use it as a fresh start. I would look at just, and again, not to go back on it, but, and, and beat the drum, but different ways to market personalities. Trevor Bauer is a personality. He may not be a household name, but he's a personality. The dude is super active Absolutely. on Twitter, super opinionated about stuff, not afraid to go after the commissioner. Went after the, the, the commissioner's own sport, and, it, and he doesn't even, that dude gives, like, he gives no Fs, basically, to do that. You know, like, he just doesn't care. But he does it in, in a productive way. He does it in the right way. In, in like, so market that. He's, he's, he has his own multimedia platform that he's trying to, that he's trying to push. Baseball, get involved with that. Like, why would you not do that? Like, why would you not? Because they don't love baseball. Exactly. They love money. Use your players to connect with people to go to the games. What happens when the generation, the older generation that loves baseball starts, to, you know, they, they, they start to fall off and they pass away? What happens to baseball then? That's what I'm concerned most about. You know, well, it's it, all, I also think it's 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 kind of like a double edged sword because you have like, you know, the oldest generation of sports watchers, uh, watchers, but also I think guys like our age, like they're also getting into like you, golf you two now. guys. Yeah, no, you two Bill, guys age. Get up in this Bill. <laughs> Bill, get up in this. Get up in this age group. No, but I just right feel back. like even that like they're they can like me myself, you the three of us on this podcast, I do not think there are bigger baseball fans than three of us. I really, really don't. But I, I'm also starting to get into other things and I just don't think that they 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 don't even have a grip on the thirty to thirty. 40 age range that they think they do. I don't, I, you know, that's just another thing. Like, it's, like you said, and on top of that, I just, it's a double-edged sword. No, I think that demographic skews even older than I am. And I'm 57. It is. No, well, these, the, oh yeah, it, just, it definitely does. And it's just, it's, it's, it's so disheartening, you know, it, it's just so disheartening because, you know, now like you're going to get people that are going to go to baseball games, not because like what happens, like, for, what happens if the socks aren't good? And relevant people aren't going to go to the games like you're, you're, you're not going to get that casual fan that needs to go to the game that that kind of keeps the machine going we need to start like going after those casual fans start going after and marketing to some of the stuff that we like you take a look at like some of these other websites and some of these other companies and who they work with for sponsors for example take a look at some of the like other podcasts that's out there and who they have as, as sponsors Go after that it, because they like Barstool. They, they they have High Noon, which is a, which is a, which is a seltzer, which goes right after people with within the eighteen. Well, I say eighteen. I can't say eighteen for booze. Well, we'll call it 20, 21. 21 to yeah, twenty one to thirty five year olds, right? So there's a relatability there. Barstool's hip, so Barstool is goes to High Noon, which is the, the which is it's a great seltzer. So they go after that. You get. Yeah, baseball, we'll stick with Budweiser. We're going to just keep pounding Budweiser. Everybody knows what Budweiser is, but Budweiser gives them a ton of money. Why not go ahead and try to find some other things that you can connect to the people who are going to watch the game? And you want to talk about uh, like things that are marketable in baseball? When was the last time they marketed how great it is to go to a game? 
Going to a baseball game, I'm going to say it is the greatest fan experience in all of sports because you're outside, you're in the sun, you can enjoy a beverage, you can enjoy a hot dog, you don't have to be 100% glued into the game, you can have a conversation, you can be part of the crowd and still watch it. And they never market how beautiful it is to go to a game. It might be because of the prices, I get that, but even the minor, I just... The baseball just strikes out on all accounts. The way they market everything, the way they try to bring in new people, it's just terrible. I could I could see as you were saying that, right? I was envisioning like what a cool like commercial would look like or mm-hmm. some sort of advertisement that baseball could do coming back out of you know COVID. Like you could start panning to every single iconic and I'm going to continue to say this iconic ballpark and you could do a black and white, you know, film and you can just show the dormant no fans in the crowd no baseball you can do all that and then with baseball coming back and say it's on the fourth of july you can go from a black and white start to pan in start to show highlights from the previous years start to show home runs bat flips sliders all that nonsense all that fun stuff the big giant flag coming down from the green monster then you can pan over to the american flag and as you're doing all that it goes from black and white to color and you end on the american flag and you and, and you just you just start pumping and getting people excited for baseball as you were talking about that, that is what I saw in my head immediately. Well, yeah, why I mean, you go to f- baseball, find people that have a mindset to say, like, hey, why don't we try to push it this way? Because they love- don't know. They don't know what's great about their sport, and they just refuse to push what's great about it. Like, you can go to a, a Tuesday night Red Sox game, and you could be out, and it might be beautiful. You see the stars, you know, you're out, and you're. It, there's so much to baseball that's beautiful. There's a reason why it was America's pastime for so long, and they've just lost that. They've lost their baseballosity. But 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 you can well, go to a game on a Tuesday night. You want to invest four hours watching the game. You want to be there till. You don't have to. Though. Well, the, you don't have to. You can invest three and a half. You can invest three. And also, this is what this is one thing about sports that's really getting under my skin is the time. I understand baseball is the longest for sure, but football's three and a half. You can't watch basketball. Basketball is getting to three. Every sport other than hockey is – it's elongating. It's just longer and longer and longer. But there's action always going on. I mean, football, you have your plays, right. and there's a little time in between, but you know there's another play coming. Right, but, like, this is where the education in sports – this is where educating fans come into play. You watch a one-yard dive to the running back – that is not as cool as a, a backdoor curveball. I'm sorry, it's not a straight three call. Get around the horn. Like, there's so much to baseball that's great, and like, it's a two. Like, so let's paint the picture. It's Tuesday night. It's 82 degrees. It's sunny out. Uh, it's. It, I mean, it's not sunny. It's clear skies, and you're watching the game. It's just you're out there, and there, it might not be action packed in terms of violence. It's not as violent as other sports, but it's definitely action packed. Like. The pop of the glove, the getting it around, the double plays, the balls off the wall. Like, there is tons of action in baseball that is just ignored because it's not a home run. And and that's the kind of stuff that's hard to see on TV, though, when you talk about the marketability. Oh, right. you, you, can't, you can't hear the pop of the glove. Well, maybe you will be with no fans in the stands. But th- those are the kind of things that are hard to see on TV. That You're right. Going to, a, going to any major league sport is really a great experience. It's great. No, every, everything's but, great. But you're right. Sure. Just the, the – Baseball was synonymous with summer, and, and you go to a game, summertime, everybody's relaxing and chilling, having a good time. 
Right. No, of course. And this, I mean, this is my, this is me personally, and I know this would fall short on 99% of baseball fans in general and sports fans in general. Uh, but Chris Travers, your son, Bill, will know exactly what I'm saying. In baseball, at the end of a warm-up, you get to see the catcher throw a seed down a second. It, you don't get to see Brady just hum a, 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 an absolute frozen rope just for the hell of it. You don't. And if you just educate people on what's great about baseball, like when I was a kid watching, I remember I went to a, a, a I think I actually talked about going to this Texas Rangers game in the past on this very podcast, but watching Pudge throw BBs a second, it's like you get to see, even if there's not a stolen base that entire game, you get to see something that he has that no one else has over and over and over again. And it's again, like you said, Bill, going to these games, they mean so much. There's just so much to baseball that they're not marketing because they're lazy and they don't love their sport. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like they're, they're, I don't think there's a, a head, like there's no, like we talked about earlier, the chess of baseball. Explaining to fans what's going through a Max Scherzer's head as he's trying to get the last three outs of a, of, of a game. And the chess that I threw a fastball to this guy, his last at bat, he fouled it off. I'm going to start him with a slider. There's just so much to baseball that's fantastic, and it just falls short. And it's just, you know, we've talked about many things on this podcast, this very podcast right now, of what of the shortcomings of baseball. And it's just, I keep going back to that because I love baseball, and I can I can see it, and I watch it, and I can express my love for it, and I just don't see that coming from the owners. I don't see that coming from the, the, the executives in Rob Manfred's office. And you know what? I'm starting to not see it in the players. I'm starting to hear another syndicate is what I'm what I'm doing. Yeah. I th- I, Do you have a 45-minute I think syndicate? you've got one brewing. James, get ready to edit, baby. <laughs> but you asked the question in the long term, is this good for baseball? And, Chris, you said no at first, but then I think you your answer tended toward the yes. Well, I, I – I... I guess it's, I would probably say like, it's probably like a twofold answer though. I mean, like, I think, again, I think long-term baseball can come back. So I guess I'll, I'll start prefacing it by that. It can come back. I, I think what baseball needs to do is baseball needs to understand that it doesn't have the sport itself. There's really nothing wrong with it. It's just how you present it. Baseball is a baseball problem right now. Major league baseball has a, has a mm-hmm. major league baseball problem. And until they can figure out how they can solve that problem, they can solve that by changing and presenting the game differently. You can change that by marketing your players differently because you know what? We're still going to be there. We're still going to watch, but it, it's what can you do to hook new kids onto the sport? So yeah, I, I, I think they can, uh, wait, I think they can, I think they can come back. I just, I, it just, they, they, they just need to figure out a way to do so. And, and do so with without making the exploitation of money be the prevalent factor of whether or not it's going to come back. When you say there's nothing wrong with it, I'm going to disagree with you slightly on that. Pace of play is a major problem. But I mean, if you can't if you can't fix the pace of play, then then you need to figure out a way then to present the game to the to the to the fan who's going to watch it. But I don't think you're going to I don't think I don't you're going to hook new is. fans. With the pace of play the way it is now, you want to bring in the younger kids now to appreciate the game. You've got to speed the game up. I'm sorry. You have to do that. 
And it, there's simple. I just think there are simple things that they could do to speed oh, sure. up the game. They don't need to make it an hour product. No. They, you know what I mean? Like pitch clocks. Right. Get you rid of the shift. Mean? Maybe like, a start, like we were talking about. Get, get rid, rid of the shift or minimize you know the I, shifts. You know what I would. Right. You know what I would throw on there? And this has nothing to do with the, the game itself. Again, not that I want to go ahead and, and like pump the tires of the XFL, but like, what was another thing the XFL did that was different? That that had it been like a legitimate professional sport with some, you know, cachet behind it was there for a couple of years. Betting lines. They had the betting lines by the score. What would it be like if you had the over the under the whatever whatever it is, right by that score? So that way, the, that, that way, the fan who's going to watch that is putting money on that game, like give give something else to the fan, give something else, make it worth watching. You know, put, no, they put can do that. Thing, baseball will never do that. They, they, they will, will never they do that. And then the 1918 Black Sox scandal is is your main reason. Betting, they'll mm. never do that. Pete Rose, Pete, yeah, yep, the whole no, the whole right. fiasco, yep. But I've gone to I've seen games at Gillette and watched Patriot games and they literally will have DraftKings fantasy points on the billboard alongside whatever the down distance is. So like other sports have embraced it. Now baseball, you know, that's a great point, Bill. I don't they've had their blemishes in the past, so maybe they won't, but they they definitely could. It's well, time baseball to baseball will do their fantasy. I mean the MLB network, they they'll do the, the fantasy points for players and things like that. Right on MLB Network, but they, like I'm, Gillette does it in the stadium. Yeah, but it, I, how about like you know stop say like for example baseball stop like well our past our past like well why why can't you just so yeah you had you had some blemishes in your past you had the, you had the black yeah the Black Sox scandal you had Pete Rose betting on games well it's time to it's time to you've gotten past that you have you know, Pete Rose will never get into the Hall of Fame. You, those guys who are on that White Sox team will never be put into the Hall of Fame. So you you have safeguards that's in play. Betting is a part of sports, and baseball needs to embrace that. You know, I have I have friends who they put money on, on games all the time, all the time, and it astonished me the, the the how they bet on baseball like, or any sport. It just blows my mind. I have no idea how you can throw five hundred bucks on an over and not think twice about it, but that's the reality of what people do. So embrace that. If, that, if that's a way to get people to, to, and again, it's not getting kids to watch, but if it's a way to get, you know, some other people to watch the game and, and now you're starting to, to connect again with, again, with, with another, with, with people do it, try it. I, I don't see them doing that anytime soon, especially coming off the Astros scandal, the Astros and the Red Sox with a cheating scandal. Can you imagine if you had thrown a betting component into that? How much? How much of a fiasco that would have been? True, you yeah. make good points. I'm being stubborn inside, being like, no, I want them to do it. I'm just, I, I guess, just throwing out simple ideas. You know, it's just like, I, I just, I feel like that there are there, there's, there's so much opportunity and there's so much potential that, you know, and then you know, as you guys talk about it too, like I also think about, and we we mentioned about young kids. Just think about, you know, the amount of young kids who don't have access to sports. You know, and I, and I look at it from the respect and, and of, you know, again, of what I do for work and, and you know, and not that I want to make, I guess you can look at my Facebook, but like, you know, with, with working for Dick Sporting Goods, Dick Sporting Goods has a Sports Matter Foundation. And that Sports Matter Foundation has done crazy things for for youth sports. And, you know, and, and not that I'm trying to pump the tires for the company because it's, you know, but I would say just take a minute and go to the sportsmatter.org 
website and just take a look at, you know, the statistics that's out there and take a look at the sports that aren't getting funded and take a look at where money's not at anymore because it's, it's going to continue to affect more and more communities. And just even think about now with COVID being on top of that, think of how much is being cut from businesses. Youth sports are going to be that, that I think is also another huge part that that's going to be, that's going to be lost. Think about this, this past baseball season for kids. Little league is gone. That's one year of little league. Think about that kid that's on the fence right now about wanting to maybe play baseball. He might switch or she might switch to soccer and never look back. No, it's a great point. I, I think about those high school kids you know? that lost their senior year. I mean, how big is your senior year for baseball? You know, you, you didn't get a that's chance to play your last baseball game or, or didn't know it was your last baseball game when you, got a, when you played it back in your junior year because you missed out on the whole yeah, season. And, and all the other sports, too, not it, just baseball. All the other sports that got cut is. off in the spring, too. It is, and I, I have I have, a, I have a really good friend of mine who would be, would be able to speak, you know, really well to this because you know he he is a baseball coach for for a, for a team in a, in high school in Massachusetts, and you know, and and we had a conversation similar to this back when there was the uncertainty about whether sports were going to be played. I mean, hell, my sister is a field hockey coach for high school, and you know, talking about how some of those players, you know, again to your point, Bill, exactly that, their last game was was last year, their junior year. And for some of those girls, you know, they're they're in a Division One school for high school, and some of those girls are on the cusp of, you know, maybe going to a D two or D three school to play that sport, and, you know, maybe that coach doesn't take the chance in that player now, and and kind of goes in a different direction. There there's so many so many things that stem off of just COVID nineteen and and how it impacted just the sports world, and I I just you know having access to youth sports and under, and getting an understanding of the machine that's behind it, it's just so disheartening to see these adults right now not being able to come together to make it work because I'm going to tell you, in the, in the long term, you want to talk about setting up for the for the player behind you, Mookie Betts. I'm not going to go and accept the Red Sox contract because I want to set up the guys behind me. How about the kids? How about the kids behind you? Those kids who are probably not going to play the game, that are, that are going to go to basketball or that are going to go to soccer or that are going to go to lacrosse, which is one of the biggest growing sports in the United States. Baseball has a major league baseball problem. They need to figure it out quick, and it's deeper than this money right now. Mm-hmm. So I never got a chance to answer Matt's question on whether. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> that, that he asked about 15 minutes ago. Um, what was the question, Matt? Yeah, no. I'm just basically the question was, is there a silver lining in them canceling the 2020 season, and that it hurts everyone's pocket so much that there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, some real need to change that ends up helping them long term to that i'm going to say yes because it's going to force them for the sport to survive to make those changes and like you said chris they don't have to be drastic changes at least to start they can start making some of these changes and and i i really think what could even be possibly good for the for the league is to contract some teams Mm-hmm. No, let's let's increase the talent level start, on the field would, and spread those players around a little bit better. Not having so many teams and and the talent level watered down. I agree. I also think they need to ban analytics from coaching. Yeah, get rid of the shift. No, I don't, get no, get rid of the know. shift. Well, I, I would no. say the shift. I would I would be on board with the shift. No. But I think the I think the analytics are important though. No, analytics I mean, are, analytics important they, in terms of building teams. You should not teach all of your people in your in your organization to swing out of your K 
keister on every pitch and wait for one pitch to hit a home run. Oh, if you do that, you don't have J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez reinvented himself due to – J.D. Martinez, though, doesn't just hit home runs. He bats over 300. That guy yeah, is as, it, that guy is as much of a throwback hitter as you have in the league. That is not true. They reinvented his swing in terms of his mechanics, but not in terms of analytics. He uses analytics in terms of video. He doesn't use the analytics. You do not need, like, let's just say, Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso's great. He has 50 home runs. But it comes at the expense of his hitting ability. He also hits 220. That's garbage. I would rather players bat 300 and hit 20 to 25 home runs than bat 220 and hit 40 or 50 home runs because I know the analytics say you'll score more runs, blah, 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 but it makes baseball suck. That's not the game. When I was growing up, you take the outside pitch the opposite way. You fight off pitches. It's a bloop single is just as good as anything. You get rallies going. You get action going. Analytics will tell you do not swing unless you get a fastball on the inner ninth of the, the inner ninth quadrant. Don't swing on the upper ninth quadrant. It's got to be on the inner ninth quadrant. And it's just ruining the fun of the game. I get it helps people, but it it does not help the sport and it. It only helps people because that's what people are expecting right now. It doesn't help your game. And I, I like again, I could go on this for hours. Baseball is just they lost their base. Honestly, I keep saying it, but that's just what it is. I hate to say this, Matt, but if if the sport tanks for a year and comes back, I'm afraid you're going to see more home runs because that's what brought the sport back in the late '90s after the work stoppage in what was it '94. It, it, and and yeah, people went yeah. away from the game. It was the Maguires and the Sosas and, and that home run chase that really brought baseball back. Of course, it was all fueled by steroids, but that that's what got interest back in the game. So if they take a year off and now you want to get interest again, I'm afraid they're going to go for more home runs. Right, but those home runs didn't come at the expense of being good no, at hitting. No, those didn't, but that's what got interest back in the game. Right, but the... Like, in a, like then give them steroids again and let them hit 280 with 45 home runs. But it, baseball is not fun watching a hitter hit 40 home runs but bat 210 and strike what? out 280,000 times. That is not thing, fun. That is not entertaining. First off, I got to tell you what. When at about a minute, uh, one hour and 23 minutes – you got the most fired up that you've ever been on any one of our podcasts. And I got to tell you what, I was impressed. Like you, you were like, you were like, and you know what though? Like it's hot in my office right now, <laughs> but you know what? But that's, that's why like, you're going to go back to the sport. You're going to go back to it no matter what. And, and, and that's, that's a great thing. And I think there's a lot of people that have that same sentiment that you do. And I think they're going to go back to it. it I'll just, tell you this though. I will tell you this. If baseball wasn't part of my my blood, if baseball wasn't in my DNA, this would be a fireable offense in terms of baseball. If they don't play in 2020 and I was an on-the-fence fan, I would say to this sport, F you. You do not deserve my money. You do not deserve my time. That is another point to why this sucks so bad because I will go back because baseball could do me dirty 10 times over and I will still go back because I love it. But if I was a casual fan, I would not. And this is just <sighs> – I, like I said, I would not go back to it. 
I would not go back to baseball if I didn't love it so much. And I think fans like uh, like you and like us will go back to it no matter when it comes back. We they will. will. No matter but, what, they'll go back. Like we were talking about before, it's it's going to drop down a level, and it could be down at the NHL level where it's just got that niche feeling to it. You know, only certain people get into it, and it's just not part of the – I'm going to throw another word at you, the national zeitgeist. Ooh, I like that. All right, so do we think we're going to see baseball this year? Do you think that they can finally come to some type of an agreement, put their differences aside for the good of the sport? Do we think this can happen? I do think we'll see baseball, and I think we will see some 45, 48, 50-game season. That's almost irrelevant. Uh, but I will say this, though. I don't really care. Like, I've, they've just killed my spirit. They have. This negotiation has completely killed uh, my spirit. And I think I've proved throughout this entire episode how much I love baseball, and they've killed my spirit. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to say yes, I do. I, I want to say yes, but I, I really don't. I really don't. I, I, would, I, I just think that as each day passes by, I mean, it's June 6th. You know, there was reports out there that you need to kind of get to an agreement by June 8th. So that way you give these players, you know, a few weeks to get ready to, to hit that target July 4th date. You know, um, if you're not back and playing by July 4th, hell, July 10th. What's the point? You have to be back before the NBA. You know, in terms of just the pizzazz yeah, I, in the in the reveal yeah. of opening day. If opening day is is on the same day as opening round of the playoffs in NHL and NBA, then you it's gonna be. <laughs> what was the noise we used a couple episodes ago? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I would. I'm kind of leaning more towards that, that it's not gonna happen, and it, it's it's disheartening. And you know what, though, like if it doesn't happen, you know, you're going to have people. What they're going to do is they're going to navigate to MLB the show and they're going to get into their own world and Love they're going to get and they're going to get their own baseball world and they're going to have their own focus and, and get baseball that way. But, yeah, it I, I my gut tells me I want to say yes. My heart wants to say yes. My gut is telling me no. And that's. You know, I wasn't I wasn't old enough to really understand what happened in '94. I think I was like only 11 years old. You know, um, it's just it, it it it's really gonna put a damper on on the summer for that. And, and already in already what has been a completely completely tough year. And it's you know? and it's gonna it, hurt even um, more as things open up more and more. I mean, we're we're already next yeah. week. We're starting Monday. You can restaurants can have outdoor seating and. You know, retail stores are opening up, albeit to limited capacity, and things will be different. But things are going to slowly get back closer to the way they were before. And to have this huge hole with no baseball, especially when you're going to have the NBA playing and the NHL playing, and and baseball is just that void is going to be so stark to not be there. But I, I honestly, if, if they can't come back, and play close to half a season, what's the point? You're going to come back and play 50 games? Yeah. What's the I point? Just, I, yeah, 50 games to me, it's just, it, to me, it's insulting to the fan. And, and it's not even it's a tr- – I mean, the thing the about baseball is it's 162 – it's a marathon, not a sprint. You know, right. how many times do you see, come Memorial Day, you know, a, a team who you know isn't going to compete, but they might be 
close to first place or, or you know, ha- at least have a winning record. And then as it gets into the summer and their talent gets exposed, they drop off the face of the earth. Now that could be a team that could be a number one seed going into the playoffs if, if you only right. play 50 games. So, Bill, do you think they will have uh, MLB baseball this year? I'm I'm as every day goes by, I'm leaning more and more towards no. And like Chris said, in you know, in my heart, I want to say, is it my heart or my head? I want to say that they will figure this out and come to an agreement. This is all just posturing, but they are just so far apart right now. And if they don't do it soon, they're going to miss that window of opportunity. Then the NBA is going to be back and forget it. It's just not going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just what I really just don't want to have happen is I, I just I don't want I don't want it to just dissipate and go away and like you as a fan, you know what I mean? Like lose that like I don't know, just like the I guess like how special like you know I have an article that I want to do that I've kind of planned for like Father's Day. I wanted to kind of talk about my very first game that I went to with my dad. You know what I mean? Like I just think about like what people. Like you're gonna you're gonna lose that, you know you're gonna lose that like special moment. Like I remember that, I you know like like clear as day. I remember going. It was it was the Sox and the Rangers. Roger Clemens was on the on the mound. First game, Clemens was on the mound, and and getting there for batting practice and seeing Rene Gonzalez of the Texas Rangers just hitting bombs over the monsters. It was huge. You know I was right there, right on on the wall. You know what I mean like baseball is gone. Kids are gonna lose that. You know that's. A- and That's that, a great like, idea for a series. Just, we should all do that. Our first experience. We should. It, it, you know, it just. It like, is I mean, is, is there anything? Like, do you remember walking up the walkway and when you'd first see the green monster and the green grass? That that image. I get chills to this day. Exactly. When I but I mean, the first time you did it, that image is still burned in my head. And the first game I went to was in 1975. Just hearing the accordion, <laughs> doo, 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 no, hearing all that, it's it's. But again, you would never know this unless you were a diehard fan yourself, because they don't advertise it. I mean, hell, I remember that Alex Delgado was was a like a backup catcher for the Sox. He got the game-winning hit in extra innings. I remember my dad saying, like, "Do you want to go beat the traffic?" And I said, "No." And we sat in traffic. I remember sitting in traffic in downtown Boston. It was in school night. I remember it like to this day. Like I, I just I don't want people to lose that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, those are that's what makes baseball special because you take those memories, you build off that. You know what I mean? Like that's what gets you to go back. That's what you know when when you're like 21 and you're and you're just sitting there at the ballpark, you'll go back to that. Whether you got your backwards hat on, you're wearing the jersey, you got a couple of beers in your hand, you'll still go back to that. And that is what makes you go back more and more in the future. That's why you spend. The four or five hundred bucks on the tickets. That's why you go ahead and get in those lotteries because you want to get monster seats. It's because of those memories that you had when you were a kid, going with your dad or your mom, whatever your situation was. There's something that takes you back to when you were a kid, and, and that's what baseball needs to yeah, tap that's... into. And they do that. They do that. They do that, and and they'll be back. And like you said, you went to your first game with your dad. I went to my first game with my dad, Matt. You probably did too. I mean, it's a it's a generational mm-hmm. thing. It's and I I remember taking both of my boys to their first game. You know, it's right. a generational thing. It's passed down generation to generation. That's the thing about baseball. I don't know if the other sports have that as much, especially going to that first game. Well, I, I you know, and it may you know what I mean like, and it obviously hits different because you're gonna have people who you know you're, you're diehard who you know who fans and you know, and I'm sure that there's 
you know, there's, there's different relatability to those sports and stuff like that. But to me, there's nothing like your first baseball game, you know, there's, there's nothing to beat no, I'm that. sure I'm sure the other sports you know? do to a certain extent and probably more and more as time goes on. But I, you know, baseball just goes back, you know, a hundred and what, 150 years. They just had their anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. But it also comes like the the thing about like you know just attack onto what you guys are saying because I completely agree. You don't bring your basketball sneakers to a basketball game. You don't bring your shoulder pads to a football game. But you bring your glove to a baseball game in hopes that you catch a foul ball. Like as an adult, I am 32 years old, and if I go with my wife, I am going to try to catch a foul ball. Like there's there's just these aspects of baseball that's so beautiful that just get lost. And they're just not – like I mean, we keep saying it, and it's because it's true. So I think it's pretty clear for everybody that's listening is we're missing baseball right now. We, we miss it. But if you are missing baseball and you wake up early in the a.m., catch the KBO. All right, Matt, you've got five <laughs> minutes to pump the KBO. Go. Uh, okay. So the KBO is wildly entertaining. I'm not going to use – the term it's better because the talent is just not anywhere near MLB baseball, but it is way fun to watch. You just you can see it in the players, you can see their their desire to win. Uh, and I'm not maybe that's unfair because it's there for the the players in the MLB too. But you see bunts and you see steals and you see the ball hit the other way and you still see home runs. Guys are still hitting home runs. It's not that there are no home runs, but it's just such a pure form of baseball not every pitcher throws 99 but guess what they can also locate their changeup. they can dot up a slider they can throw a curveball in a 3-2 count it's just it's not so much about the power it's not so much about the the rpms and the velocity and the revs it's 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 the way it used to be it's just i love the kbo and the kai Woom heroes they've been a great team to follow this year uh i would recommend watching the KBO. I know it's on in the morning. I Mike said I wake up all the all, all these different hours to watch it. That is not true, Mike. I do not. <laughs> Games are predominantly on at 5:30 a.m. and I wake up at 6 6:30 anyway. So I just catch it before work. You know, don't hope no one from my work is listening now. But I watch some of the games at work too, and I just put it on the background. It's just good. It's it's a great it's a great interpretation of baseball and if you are a baseball fan out there and you're listening to this podcast and you're losing your love for the MLB watch the KBO because it does ignite a little bit of that you know pure form of baseball where it's about so many different things and not just waiting for your pitch to hit a home run and there are good players there are some players that you might recognize from the states that used to play in the MLB uh and it's just it's a good it's a good brand of baseball. Like I know it sounds like the cool thing to say or the hip thing to say. Like I'm a fan of the KBO. Like I'm not a baseball hipster. I am a baseball purist. I love baseball. I watched the college showcase over the weekend. I just love the game. And the KBO does a great job of representing the game. But I don't have that hat. I don't have you, that tan hat yet, guys. You still haven't gotten that corduroy hat, huh? I still haven't gotten wow. that corduroy hat. You know, it's also funny, too. I also have become a Kaiboom Hero snob because the KBO, uh, to kind of answer the call of the American fans, they released um, – well, they didn't release. They put out a English website so that you could buy merchandise from the KBO teams. 
and the Kairoom Heroes, they're the only team in the KBO that have Nike jerseys, but their jerseys do not have the Nike swoosh on that shop, so I will not buy them. If I'm going to buy a Kairoom Heroes jersey, daddy needs that You want swoosh. authentic. I want authentic. I want to prove I'm a real fan. Kairoom till I die. <laughs> All right, Chris, any closing thoughts? Well, I, you know, I don't know how I can top that, um, but, you know, I, 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 I'll admit I, I really haven't watched much KBO. Um, I'm only getting up at 5.30 in the morning if I have to due to work, um, so not to watch that, but no. I, I, Chris, you need to get yourself a baby because the baby wakes me up in the morning, <laughs> so I just go watch baseball with a baby. Um, I mean, I sometimes really wake up at 5 o'clock for no reason, but – I, what I thought was kind of cool was uh, how they put all the stuffed animals in the crowd. Like, that's just like, it's funny. It's just it's fun. Kinda, it's know, just it, fun. Again, it, it's, it's fun. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it just, they're, they're, they're making light a little bit of the situation and, and it's, it's funny and it gained, but it gained some attention. Like, you know, we tweeted it. Um, other, other people have tweeted it, it gained attention, gained a little more fun, put a little more eyes on the sport. So, um, no, just, just my close, like my, my closing thought would really just be is, um, you know, hopefully that the next time that we record, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to talk about the season starting and not talking about the season being canceled. And, um, you know, we can start to maybe 2020 can start to, you know, straighten out a little bit because I mean, who the hell knows right now what's like behind door number three, you know, because first it was, you know, COVID-19 and now it's what's going on right now. And hopefully, Hopefully we can get some good and get some baseball out there because the, the United States needs baseball more than ever right now. So I sure hope that door number three reveals sports and not like aliens. Well, or there, like there that. is an asteroid that's passing relatively close to Earth tonight, so hopefully it doesn't decide to take a right <laughs> turn and slam into us. Yeah, hopefully you guys can hear this on Monday <laughs> and you're not listening to it in an apocalyptic astro- oh, asteroid man. world. man. All right. What about you, Bill? Any closing any closing no, statements? Not, not really. Closing I gotta ideas? I gotta agree with Chris. I hope next time we're talking about, you know, who the number five starter is gonna be for the Red Sox and and not all this other business stuff. Let's let's just let's get some games out there. Let's watch some games and let's let's talk some actual baseball. Not the business end of it. Mm-hmm. That would be good. I know. Remember the days just a few months ago where the only problem in baseball was a trash can? <laughs> I'll and, take that and now. A microphone I, I taped to a chest. Days. Yeah. I miss those days. All right, guys. So let me just uh, pump all our uh, all our outlets here. Uh, check out all our great articles at www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. You can tell Chris has gone back to work. There hasn't been as many articles on the website as there was while he was on his summer vacation, but. Yeah, you know, uh, I was actually before we before we jumped on, I was going back to look, and I'm like, oh wow, there's there's only been four articles released in the last since like I think May 25th, and two of them were pre-written. And it was the, the tuna series, you know, right. the, the tuna series. But I mean, there are great series though, by the way. Thank, thank you, thank you. I uh, I it was fun to do that, you know. What I mean, like I it, it was what I like about it is because it it, it kind of like forced like your creative side, you know. What I mean, like you had to like it was just something different and I'm trying to get one for the Celtics for, for this month. I don't want to go and say what it is. So there's no one else in the world out there is going to listen copies, but um, you know, it's, it's been fun. You know what I mean? But uh, 
it t- it's a lot of work. It's like it's a lot of notes and videos. It's it's a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. But there's two more on the blogger. They're ready to go, so we should have some those out there in a couple days. And I've got some other things brewing that I bring. Yeah, and I keep saying I have a a series of articles that I want to do, and it's just I'm working remotely from home now, and you know I'm on the computer all day long, and by the end of the day, my brain is just fried. The last thing I want to do is sit in front of the computer and write, but. I really do need to do it because I do have some ideas that I want to get out there. So that is on www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Boston Sports Syn. That's S-Y-N. And check us out on Facebook at Boston Sports Syndicate. And we also have the Red Sox podcast to be named later Twitter page, which is at Red Sox pod underscore B-S-S. And I won't do the SeatGeek thing because, you know, nobody's going to games right now anyway. What's the point? <laughs> Unless you're a stuffed animal in South Korea. <laughs> then we can get you a game. deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, Chris, as always, great talking baseball with you guys. Thank you for joining me, and we will catch you all later. Take it easy. Go, heroes, go. Boston Sports Syndicate. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate provided by IMCDM and Jay Kelly.